0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is Wednesday, January 20th, and we are live from the bunker. Jason Hutt here at World Headquarters. Welcome, everyone the comments if you are here live the comments are open the live chats open if you're not live you can still leave us a comment or send an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com share your thoughts comments suggestions questions ideas join in the conversation that way And if you are interested in hearing this program instead of watching it, if you if you prefer a podcast version of it that's off of YouTube or Facebook, you can listen. Uh, iHeart iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Double Twist, Stitcher, Tune In, and Pocket Cast. And you might hear Junior Office Dog in the background. Because she do what she do. And it's uh, quite a bit of a challenge to get her not to do what she does. We're on all the social media, such as it is, for however long it lasts. And uh, right now we are doing a big push. I want to encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletter. You can go to sci fi for mecom and sign up there using the pop-up. Or you can use the link that's in the show notes here. Sign up for that because we're going to try to use that a little bit more frequently. It is episode 200 here today. And originally the idea was maybe we make a big deal out of it. We invited a couple of people. They never responded. So, you know, we're just going to do a no-big-deal chill stream today because, quite honestly, that's where I'm at in my head. Uh, And it really doesn't have very much to do with what's going on in Washington, Uh, even though, you know, today is Inauguration Day uh, for those who missed it. And... I really don't care at this point because it is what it is, and we're just gonna have to deal with it however we deal with it. So uh, that's that's the long and short of it, but that's okay. we'll we'll get by and see what happens and you know and and yesterday, Uh, you know, with this, this, when I say this is going to be kind of a no big deal stream, we've got a couple of things to unbox and I figured just to do just a a laid back chill. We're not going to make a big deal out of anything, uh, stream today, even though it is 200. And I would, I would like to at the very least recognize that we've hit a milestone here of sorts. I mean, 200 is nothing to sneeze at. But on the flip side of it, there is the the frustration that comes from the fact that we've got all of this work that the team is doing and it doesn't get very much attention. So yesterday, uh, I have to apologize, we did not get Salacious Crumbs out last night like we had promised. We had some technical issues here. For the record, let me say once again... I hate Windows 10. I mean, I just really, really, really cannot stand Windows 10. Horror, Mike in the chat, welcome. Uh, thank you very much for those comments. It says, well done, gents. Just found your channel on mine. So that's good. That's yeah. That's why we're on all of those social media channels because we're we're reaching out to the people where they're at, right? So uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, uh, you stick around and, and check out some of the other videos and let us know what you think. And and if you like it, there's a thumbs up button and there's a share button and we appreciate the signal boost. So today, so as I was saying, yesterday, yesterday, not a good day. Um, I'm gonna be a little real here for a minute. Yesterday was tough on a number of fronts, not because of any one thing that happened, not because of any one major thing that happened, but it's the little things. And those of you who have um, depression issues, those of you who have mental health issues, you may uh, understand a little bit about where I'm coming from. It's generally, for me, whenever I have a depression spiral, or if I have any kind of a, of a funk that I get into, it's generally a small thing that triggers it. And the small thing that triggers it brings about all of the other small things. And the other small things start to pile up until it's this big thing. And yesterday was a pile-up of little things to the point where I will admit there were a couple of times that I was just sitting not doing anything because I couldn't get motivated to, sit, to, to even get up off the floor. And some of that is the technical stuff that we're dealing with here. Um, and it's, a, it's an ongoing challenge. I'm not going to bore you with it. But basically, Windows 10, this new tower that I've got, for whatever reason, doesn't recognize all of the video files that the old tower had no problem with. And it makes it very difficult, almost impossible, to edit and update some of the video production material that we've got, so much so that I'm having to devise and improvise workarounds, and it's extremely frustrating. We ran into that yesterday. Uh, video files on, uh, electronic devices, the, the digital files, they come in various different formats. A lot of people are, in, are, are, familiar with MP4s and QuickTime movies and Windows Media and, you know, WMV and AVI and H.264. I mean, there's all of these different little things, but each, each video file comes with something called a codec, which is basically a, the, the way it's packaged. In the file, and Apple has some, Sony has some, Panasonic has some. Various different, various different uh, file formats come with different codecs, different ways that they're saved. And for whatever reason, the Adobe software that I have now running on this Windows 10 system does not recognize the codex that this same software recognized on the Windows 7 system. And it's incredibly frustrating. So yesterday was a terrible, awful, no good day. So today we're just going to drink coffee and chillax and open a couple of pieces of mail. Two packages, actually. We're just going to, uh, we're just going to, we're just going to relax. Uh, just a, a real quick programming note. Some of you see, we do have uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon. I am currently working on the review for that now. You'll find it posted over at sci fi for me.com soon ish. So let's go. Let's, let's see what's in the package now this one i knew was coming so uh we'll we'll see and now that we've got the new studio arrangement i realized that the camera and the microphone the the box camera and the microphone are in different places now oh that smells nice you smell that can you smell that you don't smell that. Thing. This is uh, this is a package from. This is from Texas. It's not a care package, although it could be. Here, let me get back over here and open that. This is this is a bag of. Invader Coffee. This is based out of Austin, Texas. We're going to try some of this Uh, and see how it brews. Invader Coffee. Not a sponsor of the program, ladies and gentlemen. This is not an endorsement. This is just we ordered some. We're going to try it out because we go through a lot of coffee here. And it would be very nice to find a, a coffee company that would sponsor some of our programs, but this is not this is not an endorsement deal or a sponsorship or anything like that. We'll just see how it brews. So there we are. There's that. Now, because coffee is life for some people. All right, now, where is this one from? This is... uh, This is not one that I knew... This is not one that I know what's coming. Hopefully it doesn't blow up in my face. It won't. I'm kidding. It's a book. And we get a lot of books here that are on our review pile. Um, Some I know that are coming. Some I don't know that are coming. This one I knew was coming. So let's drop that in. It's the new book from Greg Bear. It's called The Unfinished Land. And it is... Let's see what's on the inside of this jacket here. Um, Do I have... Yeah, I do. So, from multiple Nebula Award-winning author Greg Bear comes an imaginative tour de force that casts an irresistible spell of adventure, mystery, and wonder. Oh, the dust jackets... Snagged a little bit. See? that? That's not... Oh, well. The year is 1588. Renard Shotwood... I can't read here. Renard Shotwood survived the destruction of the Spanish Armada's failed mission, but floats alone in the water off Suffolk, the sole survivor of an English fishing boat enlisted in the common defense. No longer a boy, but not yet a man, Renard believes his life is already over. When he is pulled from the North Sea to the dubious shelter of a crippled Spanish galleon, Renard is tasked by the ship's captain with guiding them to a safe harbor in these unfamiliar waters. Instead, the ship is swept north to an island not found on any charts, but only whispered of in half-forgotten legend. There eldritch creatures visit the crew stealing precious time from their sleeping forms only two are spared renard and manuel the ancient mariner who rescued him manuel is left miraculously younger while renard is gifted or cursed with fragments of knowledge beyond his understanding These fragments spur Renard and Manuel away from the crew and deeper into the island's mysterious interior. It seems Renard has a destiny here, one that draws new allies and enemies alike, some human, others found in no earthly bestiary." But his destiny is stubbornly veiled even as the nature of the island becomes shockingly clear. It is a kingdom at war, an enchanted realm ruled by hierarchies of godlike beings to whom humans are pawns at best. And the world itself is no more than an idle game. But even a lowly pawn can become the most powerful piece on the board. All it has to do is survive. That sounds interesting. The unfinished land. So it doesn't see. It doesn't look like it's a. Doesn't look like it's a. Uh, a sequel to anything. So we'll have to take a look. Add that to the pile there. Uh, see if there's any kind of a. Write up inside. I don't know. I didn't see that there was. Nope. All right. So there it is. The unboxings. Are complete. So. Now that that's done. What do we do? What do we talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? Uh, It doesn't look like too many people are here right now. So. (sighs) Anyway. There it is. Sci-Fi Snob. You missed the unboxings. We have a new book. From Greg, Greg Bear. And we're going to talk. We're we are in the process of trying to arrange uh, for him to be a guest on the program to talk about this, and his other work. He has been. uh, He has. He's a a fairly prolific author. Uh, We also have coffee now. This is we now. This is not a. This is not an endorsement. We bought this bag. From Invader Coffee, to see what it tastes like, how it brews up. This one is air-roasted French Vienna blend, rich flavor, low acidity. And it's got a Viking a Viking warship thing on the front. So we'll try that out. We'll see. Um, Veteran-owned and operated, located in Austin, Texas. Oh, we'll see. Air Air-roasted... Uh, intrigues me. I don't. I don't know that I do a whole lot of stuff. The stuff will stunt your growth. Well, it might. Um, in more ways than one. It. Uh, it is what it is. Has its place, and I. I don't know. Speaking of coffee mugs, uh, we do have ours. You can. Uh, we're still. I was still. I'm still. Back and forth on uh, people uh, to get the fulfillment stuff, the order side of things. We've got a logo on the front, planted on the back. And we have a couple of different versions of this. And we may look at getting a bigger bigger size as well. Have I been losing weight? Sci-Fi Snob asks. No. I've been losing sleep. Um... I've not been losing weight, unfortunately. I probably should. Um, I'm in the process of re- reevaluating a few different things as far as my physical health because my knees are giving out, my elbows giving out. It's just it's one of those things where you turn you turn fifty and the whole thing just kind of goes to pot. Not that I smoke pot, I never have, I haven't touched this stuff. So it uh, could be the shirt, maybe. I hear, uh, I hear, stripes are slipping. So I got, I've got stripes going both ways. So maybe it makes me look slimmer than I usually do. Anyway, okay, so we've been on twenty minutes. Did our unboxings, talked a little bit about mental health. By the way, if any of you now, you know, all all joking aside, if any of you out there have things what you're having a tough time dealing with. Um, find somebody to talk to, find somebody to call. Uh, don't uh, don't think that you can just gut it out and and deal with it all yourself because sometimes sometimes it's bigger than you and you need to not try to take on all of the dragons all by yourself. Even, even. Uh... Oh shoot! What was his name? Who tilted at windmills? Uh. Oh, that's going to just drive me nuts. The La- the, the man of the mancha. Don Quixote. Thank you. Uh, Don Quixote. Even Don Quixote had a sidekick. Batman has a sidekick. Superman has a best pal. Everything, guys, uh, don't feel like. (coughs) Excuse me. Wow. Don't feel like you'd take it on yourself. Not everything. Sometimes, sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's better to have a friend you can talk to or somebody you can just vent and they can just sit and listen. So... I mean, I'm perfectly fine just sitting here drinking my coffee, but that would be a boring video and it would be an even more boring audio file for the podcast. So... What, um, where do we turn next? I mean, it's this is certainly not going to be as exciting a 200th episode as the one that they had for Stargate SG-1. So, talk about something sci-fi, Mr. Stomp says. Well, top five science fiction books, top five science fiction films suggested by Horror Mike. Top five, my top five. Oh, That's a good one because there are so many out there. Okay, so if I'm going to be making any kind of recommendations on books, generally I can recommend a couple of series. The Dragon Riders of Pern by Anne McCaffrey. The stuff that her son Todd writes is not as good, but uh, it does fit in. Uh, I'm not quite sure a couple of things that Todd tries to do with some of his stuff, but uh, the Dragon Riders of Pern from Anne McCaffrey. Uh, Anything by A.C. Crispin. Uh, she was uh, she was a very good, very prolific author. She's got a series that she did. Um, Shadow Singer. Wait, what was it? Now that I'm now that I'm on the spot here uh, Anne Crispin did a series of novels that were um, original let me let me get to her let me get to her books. It is let's see here. Starbridge. Uh, a series of books uh, in the Starbridge series. Uh, those are good. Any of her Star Trek novels. Uh, she did the the Han Solo trilogy. Those are good. Uh, all, <laughs> the sci-fi stuff is, uh, so far all of these are wrong. Uh, if you have your own recommendation, see, nobody's got to agree with me. And that's fine. Um, David Weber's Honor Harrington series. It starts with On Basilisk Station. And I think there's something like 25 25 or 30 books in the series now. That's a good one if you're into military science fiction, hard military science fiction. Um, Friday from Robert Heinlein. Stranger in a Strange Land, of course, is on the list. Dune is on that list. Uh, Brian, no, not Brian. uh, Kevin J. Anderson... Did he do those with Brian? Um, there are a couple of there are a couple of books that Kevin J. Anderson did that are on their own uh, not Brian. Kevin J. Anderson Yes. Um There's his he's got a he's got a couple of them that he's done that are there uh, their uh, their own thing outside of the Dune stuff outside of his original things. Um, uh, Starship Troopers is a good one. I have not honestly. I will admit I have not read The Moon Is a Harsh Mistress. I don't even know. Do I have? Maybe I have. Do I have it? I'm not sure. Need to go back and look. This one here, enemies and allies from Kevin J. Anderson is a good one. This is uh, uh, set in the set in the third set in the forties or so. It's the first meeting of Batman and Superman. Uh, he's also got a very good last days of Krypton, which is a prequel to Superman seventy eight. He's got a lot of good Star Wars entries. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm looking for one in particular. He did a couple of them that were based on. Uh, ideas that he shared with um Neil pert from rush and I'm just looking now because he's got a he's got a couple of them that I thought were really good and right off the top of my head I'm not I'd have to go look on the shelves because uh, hellholtz yeah, it's it's, uh, it's Kevin and Brian. These are two books called um, Hellhole, and it's basically an Earth colony where the there's a group of Earth colonies that have formed their own uh, government entity way out in in the you know a different a different system, and Hellhole is basically the the thing where uh everything just kind of falls apart it's a, it's it's a good couple of books It's a duology um it's good stuff it's also kind of a military science fiction it's not as hard military sf as uh, as the honor harrington stuff is it a trilogy now did i miss one or did i forget one i will have to go back and look thank you for uh mentioning that I will I will it's entirely possible that I've read all three of them and I just can't remember I'm old um movie wise Superman 78 the original Star Wars trilogy uh the original Day the Earth Stood Still War of the Worlds from George Powell when Worlds Collide is an interesting one as well. That's that's also George Powell. Um you can definitely see the age on it, but it's uh it's it's an interesting story premise. Um The Black Hole is is fun to watch. It may not hold up entirely, you know, like some people like it. Some people think it's okay. I I, I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think as far as best and worst? Worst ever... I've got a couple of worst movies. Hard Hardware is one. Terrible. I, I didn't get through it. It's kind of a mm it's kind of a terminator type of thing uh it's it's it, if I remember right, I've kind of shoved it out of my head it's it's possessed technology. Um, I never saw Battlefield earth so i i I looked at I watched the trailers for it and I thought that looks dumb. and I never watched it and and I haven't really had any interest in filling that gap. Uh, there's there's plenty on my list of things that I need to see, that I'd like to see, that I haven't seen yet. And and sometimes I don't really care to admit some things that I haven't seen. So uh, I'm looking forward to the new Dune movie to see just how well they do with that one. Because the first one was just, you know, David Lynch... Did what he did with the resources he had. Um, is it great for what it is? It's not bad. I'll say that. Um, what else is out there? Um, the first heavy metal animated. Yeah, Dune, nineteen eighty five is it is becoming a cult classic. A lot of people are rediscovering David Lynch, uh, you know, with the revival of Twin Peaks and some other things out. People are are going back and looking. I I think I probably I would have been interested. I I wonder every now and again what Jodorowsky's version of Dune would have been like. Um, that one just from all the accounts of what they were developing that one would have been a trip absolutely would have been a trip so um well yeah i'm not saying it would have been good it would have been it would have been a just i mean imagine being on acid without being on acid maybe Horror Mike says there are literally thousands of novels from the 20th century that deserve adaptation. They just sit there collecting dust. I, I'm of two minds about adaptations. On the one hand, there yes, I agree with you. There are a number of different stories that it would be fun to see as a film, as a movie. On the other hand, when you have... Uh, when you have a limitation of only two to two and a half, three hours for a movie, adapting a film becomes a challenge because there are a lot of things that end up getting cut that are critical to the story, or they're important to the story, or there's a little sideline thing that happens early that doesn't doesn't get a payoff until the end, and and you don't get it. Um. Yeah, Childhood's End on sci-fi was not as good as it could have been. Um, There are just some things that don't translate well to filmed media. Um, It's just one of those things where... You, You just... Even with all of the advances of computer-generated imagery and all of the, the special effects that we can do now, I mean, you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe films and the DC movies and you know, the Star Wars and, and all of that, even with all of this stuff that you can do, sometimes you, you, you just can't capture exactly what's on the page. I mean, a lot of people were were concerned about whether or not Peter Jackson could do it with the Lord of the Rings films. And for the most part, he was able to do it. But that's a rare thing. Um, yeah, the CG, it does look like video games a lot of the time. And there was a time, and I think we've kind of apexed out of this, but... Um, CG when it was when it was a new thing, and it was the thing that everybody what was doing. The problem with CG is that it gets too too photorealistic to be fo- to be realistic. Um, it's one of the things that uh, people started noticing was that they you know they were too clean, too sharp, too edgy. And not not edgy as far as mood, but edgy in terms of the sharpness and the, and the you know the corners and, the, and the, the lines and stuff. So they had to dial that back and fuzz it up and, and blur a little bit and make sure that it actually blended. because that's that's the thing. It didn't blend very well. And I've seen some stuff lately. Where the CG is minimal. You look at something like a WandaVision, for instance. You've got these two two episodes that are out now that are throwbacks and homages to things like Dick Van Dyke Show and and Bewitched and, and that sort of thing. And they're doing most of the magic effects practical the same way they did them back in the 50s. Uh, with wirework and and all that kind of thing so it's actually there the Cg is minimal and it's only just a kind of a peripheral thing very much like if they were to do any kind of animated uh, um, animated glowy things from back then you'd paint what the way they used to do it they'd paint it onto the film uh, you can even see it in Star Trek 2. Uh, some of that is, you know, it's just you know the when when the the ships are about to explode and that that energy trail is coming off of the Reliant. All of that's just it's animation and practical effects are yes, absolutely. Practical effects are, are hands down going to be better than CG most of the time. And a lot of times you got to have some of it just to build things, uh, you know, just to, you know, make things bigger and with, you know, green screen and CG. And now that we've got the, you know, the game engine stuff with those LED screens in the, in, in the, in the surround studios, like the volume, uh, what they're using for a Mandalorian, uh, that does open up some new possibilities of some different ways that they could do it. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, Childhood End was a was a mini series that Sci-Fi adapted I think what 2 years ago. It was not good. It was it was not good. Sci-Fi channel. Uh funny story when Sci-Fi when the Sci-Fi channel changed to Sci-Fi that was when we launched. And it's been interesting to see that network move from complete science fiction fantasy horror the, the way they used to be when you know they came out of florida as this independent network and then they became this cable network and it was a big thing and mo- to watch them moving it moving the the network away from their core audience and realizing hey this is probably a mistake and then bringing in Uh, Somebody like Bill McGoldrick and his his marching orders were get the sci-fi channel back to sci-fi. And it's been real interesting to watch the the channel kind of do this, uh, trying to decide what they are. Uh, And then, you know, they get a they get a good series going like Warehouse 13 or Eureka or or something like that. And it goes just so far and, oh, well, it's, it's, it's too expensive. They cancel it after three or four seasons. Um, not like back in the day when they kept going with something like um, Stargate, for example. But I think Stargate was the, was the beginnings of that, where Atlantis got canceled in order to make room in the budget for Universe. Which was a mistake. Universe was not very good, but yeah, it's uh, you know you look at their adaptation of Children of Dune. You know they they did Dune, they did Children of Dune, which is kind of a a mixture of a couple of different ones. But you have the first couple of Dune miniseries. They they did pretty well, all things considered, Uh, especially when you think about how limited they were in in their budgets and resources back then. Um, They did. They did okay. Those Dune those Dune adaptations weren't bad. They weren't. They weren't great, fantastic, but I mean, again, you get back to how much can you do with what you have, uh, and it's something we run into a lot here, you know, with with limited resources, and hey, you know, we've only got this kind this kind of equipment and this kind of, of technology and this many people and what can we do with what can we do with six people and cameras that are 15 years old? We can do a little bit. certainly not as much as I would like to do. And we've talked about recruiting again, get some people in here who uh, who are willing to write for us. And we've been talking about doing you know, this is a prototype here. Those of you who are watching, we've t- talked about doing a print magazine type of format. We're gonna uh, we're looking at launching an Indiegogo campaign in March to to fund it. Uh, basically, do our own version of Starlog, sixty pages. We got to figure out what we're gonna put in it got some ideas. But uh, you know, it's we do what we can with what we have and hope for the best and hopefully it's something that you all think has value enough that you keep coming back. And for the most part, you know, we do have that that core group that keeps coming back so if I's not being one of them. Uh and we do appreciate all of you and and those of you who are new um you know we're always uh, happy to have uh, new visitors. So, uh, the Man from Earth. Horror Mike says if you want to see a very interesting and well-written science fiction film with no special effects, check out The Man from Earth, based on the Jerome Bixby novel. I will have to. Uh, I will have to check that out. That's not one that I've heard of. I've heard of Jerome Bixby, but I haven't heard of that particular. Six people in a room for 90 minutes. I will, I will look at that. I will check that out. Let me write that down here. The man from Earth. I'm going to look at that. One of the other things that we're doing here is... Um, you know, I'm introducing Mrs. Boss to various different things we're going through. We just finished up the Stargate series. We're in the middle of Atlantis now. So we just started Deep Space Nine because she's never sat and watched any of it, so we're you know the education of Missus Boss continues. I will check that out. It's just uh, you know you you take things a day at a time. We've got over fifteen, you know, we've got fifteen hundred and fifty-two subscribers. On YouTube, we've got a lot of people following us on social media, and I would like for people to actually sit and watch our videos and listen to our podcast. That's great. You know, add a couple of more zeros after the numbers that we've got, and I'd be happy. I'm I'm happy with who with what we have. I'm happy with the fact that we actually have traffic. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's already uh, it it's just nice that we would if we could get more. Movie Land TV on Roku. I don't know that I'm familiar with that one. Oh, look. Let me get a pen. Like I said, today is just kind of a... Kind of a chill stream. Movie Land TV on Roku. I actually looked at trying to get us on Roku once. Yeah... (laughs) Add a couple more zeros on the paycheck. I would love that, too. Um, Yeah, we actually talked about... uh, Because one of these... See, my, my thinking, my way of thinking, my approach to all of this, and Mrs. Boss and I were talking about it the other day, I think I may have the wrong approach. Because I don't look at us as being a typical youtube channel ICS is being a tv channel that happens to be on youtube and i think mentally that's got me in a position where i have certain expectations that i think are probably um probably need to be moderated a little bit more in terms of what uh, what to expect cuz we don't do the rage bait we don't do the clickbait we don't do the you know the Pile on what everybody is hating for the day type videos. We're we're a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more grown up, I guess you could say. Um, you know, we're not we're not into the gatekeeping. We're not into the cancel culture. It's just you know, we're just here, and we're you know, it's a it's a mix of mentalities and and attitudes and and thinking here, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Snob, you said you wanted to talk about this. Didn't think I was ready. What What is it that you would like to talk about? That'll be uh, That'll be interesting coming from your perspective, given Given your origins. <clears throat> oh, my approach. Yeah, yeah. We're We're boring. I admit it. I'm probably the more boring of all of all of us here. Um, that's the way it goes. I'm kind of dull. That's okay. I don't get bent out of shape about it. I've been boring my entire life. I'm used to it. Anyway, all right. So we've gone 45 minutes. We managed to talk about just about not a lot, which is fine. That kind of thing happens. So, um, but yeah, no, we look all, all kidding aside and the jokes and the self-deprecation and stuff, but we, we always appreciate everybody that shows up. Everybody that, uh, that watches our videos, everybody that interacts with us on social media. If you're listening to us, uh, with podcasts, you know, we're glad you're here and, uh, hopefully you stick around because you think that what we're doing uh, is good enough that it's worth the time. It's worth the investment of uh, of your time and attention. We do uh, we do like knowing that there are people here. Thx one one three eight. Yes, is a good one. Uh, that's a that's a that's a interesting one to watch from George Lucas. I have uh, I have I have a few of those on that list there that you're talking about. Horror, mic Things that I have not watched that I should have. Um, Andromeda Strain. I've seen. Uh, it'll be. It'll. Yeah. I've got a list. Everybody's got a list. Everybody's got that list of the things where you just. Oh yeah. I. I meant to watch that. I've meant to. Re- I read that. And you just never get around to it. They're just not enough hours in the day for all of that. Um, it. Uh, it would be nice if we got a little extra. Or if I could clone myself, you know? So, some one me can go over and handle the nuts and bolts and the video production side of things, and another me can go over and read the books that I've got to do for the reviews. Our pile is fairly big. So, we'll get to that. Anyway, all right, so... I, I think I've done all the damage I can do. we'll... uh We'll check out and then uh, tomorrow 201 we'll see what happens take things one day at a time uh, yeah uh, well yeah horror Mike uh, yeah Michael Crichton did a lot um, even even uh, ER was based on his on his stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, Andromeda strain, Westworld, Jurassic park. Uh, what was it? airframe? I think he did. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for everyone, uh, being here in the chat and your thoughts. Don't forget. You can leave us a comment, uh, check out us all, all, all the social media stuff. um, Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Have your notifications turned on. Sign up for our newsletter. And you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom If you have material you would like to send us for review, uh, we do have a mailing address. uh, Sci-Fi for Me, 1503 Main Street, number 305, Grandview, Missouri, 64030. If you have something you'd like for us to to take a look at, we will do that. And... uh, We will have more programs throughout the week. Uh, I think we got a new TARDIS sauce this week. We've got a new Ranker Pit Friday night. Uh, Yes, uh, Sci-Fi Snob Sphere is Crichton. Uh, Michael Crichton did write Sphere. um, Which was made into a movie... With Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone... And isn't Samuel L. Jackson in that one? I think he is. All right. So tomorrow... More alive from the Bunker, TARDIS Oscillator of the Week, Good Morning Multiverse, Saturday Morning, Ranker Pit Friday Night, and uh, Foreign Bodies on Saturday afternoon. So all that's coming up this week. Thanks very much for being here, everyone. And we will be back later. Don't forget, with all of this stuff going on, the media will try to tell you things are things that are things. Just remember,